That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Did you ever see anything about Seska that made you suspicious? The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, July 27, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 918 of the Biden-Harris administration. 466 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called, Bob Seska underscore go. And our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. All right. Jody was here for a second, and then we lost Jody, and we can't seem to get her back. So she's having technical issues. That means we just have one goth ninja today. Yeah. Yes, David, hi. Hello. There we are. Sorry, everybody. I left Jody in my other pants. <laughs> it is David T. Rex Ferguson. His uh, music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Also, patreon.com slash astralsummer. Lots of old school T-Rex style blog posts over there, right? Yeah, y'all should come on down. I've got a real depressing one up right now. Um. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ooh, good. I mean, it's not really selling it, am I? Can we start over? <laughs> uh, it's a been a tough week. Yeah. I've lost two friends, one who I've known since I was 10. Oh, um, man, I'm sorry. And we've all lost Sinead O'Connor, which is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, um, yeah. Here's another reason why we need to be here today. Because at any minute, there are going to be indictments. As a, I, you know, we're going to do this throughout the course of today's show, just in case. We're going to check in with the news. That's why I was hoping to have Jody here. She's got her finger yeah. on the pulse, right? And see whether or not January 6th indictments have been handed down against uh, Donald Trump. And from what I can see... I see, I'm so cranky today. I'm just like, Bob, you ignorant slut. We've been doing this for weeks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, normally the news would come down like a minute after we finished recording. Right. And so I'm just trying to stay ahead of it here and keep an eye on the news. So far, uh, uh, no indictments yet today. Or it just may be so big that we're in it right now and we can't see it. All right. So uh, we'll come back to that. But yeah, NBC News reported this morning that Trump attorneys Todd Blanche and John Laro met with prosecutors in the special counsel's office today. They have been told to expect an indictment against former President Donald Trump. So there will definitely be indictments. So I guess that's worth celebrating. Do we play this music? <laughs> I don't know. Because we don't have official word yet. 
Should we not get happy? You see, I'm going to err on the side of not getting happy. I'm just going to wait until we actually have news, hardcore news. The announcement comes down from Jack Smith's office and the grand jury or however the hell they do that. So we'll wait for the uh, official word. I don't want to celebrate just yet. I mean, Andrew Weissman, who I trust implicitly, Andrew Weissman's been correct about all of this shit. He said, an indictment is incoming. This meeting is exactly the event I was waiting for. Defense meeting with prosecutors, which we saw in Manhattan and in the Florida mm-hmm, case, in right. the Mar-a-Lago case. So what we're going to do throughout the course of today's show is we'll just double check and make sure uh, that uh, it hasn't happened in... <laughs> Behind our backs. Oh, while I should run and get my stuff. fun facts. My fun facts about Jack Smith that I wrote. Oh, yeah, we were yeah. going to do that today. What the hell? What's going on? Oh, let on? me run and get him there. Yeah, the room. Do the, the footsteps running sound effect, and I'll be right back with my book. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there he goes. So, um, yeah, you know what we have today? You know who escaped from his cigar box? We keep him in a cigar box in the closet, like the end of the Green Mile. You know, Mr. Jingles, the little mouse. We keep Tiny Trump in a little cigar box. There's cedar shavings in the bottom for him to poop and pee and and whatever else he does in there. And then uh, we feed him. Okay, I'm back. Okay, good, good. I was just explaining to people who are just joining the show who Tiny Trump is. Oh, living in the cigar box. Yeah, living in the cigar box back in the closet. And every once in a while, he escapes and shoots a video. And we have audio of that video. And and yet again, the second thing we're talking about right out of the gate, we could have used Jody on this. Because what Tiny Trump says in this video sounds obstructionish to me. It sounds like he's asking members of Congress to help obstruct the investigations and now what's going to become a prosecution, at least in terms of January 6th. It's exactly what he's doing. On his behalf. That's what they're doing in the Hunter Biden trial, you know, with the... The investigation, yeah. Yeah, all the, you know, when they were sitting there getting ready to agree to the plea deal, the judge is like, a bunch of people from Congress have called me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's Jim Jordan. I just hear this heavy breathing on the phone. And... um, (laughs) Or that sound that E.T. makes when he's dying in the creek. is just like, ah, help. Because <laughs> that's what Jim Jordan looks like. He's that, that color, that same pallor, that grayish-pink pallor. He looks like he's necrotic, like he's rapidly decomposing. That's the color of Jim Jordan's skin. E.T. Yeah, dying like, in the Or he's Gollum. Tracy liberals. That's right. You know. <laughs> so let's listen to Tiny Trump asking Congress to obstruct the Jack Smith prosecutions. Here we go. Congress, if you will, please investigate the political witch hunts against me currently being brought by the corrupt DOJ and FBI who are totally out of control. They don't go after Biden with all of his corruption, the most corrupt president in history. But they keep coming after me from the day I came down the escalator. All failures. All failures. Yeah, it was tiny Trump, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Actually, we just need that from the day I came down the escalator. All failures. That's your political career in a nutshell, Sparky. Yeah. He sounds like he's writing a letter to Santa, doesn't he? He's like, <laughs> dear Republicans in Congress, I want a Red Ryder BB gun with a compass on the stock. But I mean, seriously, is this obstruction of justice? Is that what he's begging for? Yeah, but he did the same thing with Russia. Russia, if you're listening. I, I don't know how much the House can do. I mean, the House certainly can conduct investigations, which it seems like they're already starting to do anyway. It seems like at least to yeah, appease the red hats. Yeah, what they're trying to do is 
pretend as though they're holding the Department of Justice accountable. And then when they get a chance, and we hope to never let them get a chance, they will defund the Department of Justice. Although, once a Republican president were to be elected, then that Republican president would want the Department of Justice to remain in place, right? I mean, Donald Trump wasn't about to eliminate the Department of Justice while he was president, right? So but they're like, I mean, they're like fish in an aquarium being like, who needs this bubbling filter? Yeah, yeah. You know, cast it out. And then, yeah. Well, it's all about appeasing the rubes and the suckers. We're trying to get them to empty their checking accounts is what we're trying to do. And there's ultimately no real effect of that. So let's game this out. I mean, as I was saying, let's say that after the 2024 election, heaven forbid, Republicans gain control of both houses of Congress, both chambers of Congress and the White House, do they actually defund the Department of Justice and the FBI, et cetera? I don't think no, they do. No, because who's going to pursue their political enemies Of course, them? of course. They're only doing it because a Democrat is in the White House. That's all it is. They're, it's because they're going after their, you know, their God King cult leader. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, would anyone want to be under uh, indictment by the Department of Justice? <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. so. But I think this is the most significant set of charges, too. This goes beyond yeah. – uh, well, when you look at the far – like, the, the, as the British say, the knock-on effects mm-hmm. of all those cla- uh, classified documents getting shown to anyone who wanted to see them, that's pretty catastrophic. But I think just in terms of trying to stage a coup to yeah. keep yourself in power against the will of the American people and the outcome of a free and fair election, to me, that is the most serious charge against him and which should preclude him from ever holding office again. Beyond that, as we await indictments to be handed down, we got to talk about a huge win for Bidenomics. 2.4% GDP growth in quarter two, beating expectations, solid consumer spending, uh, slower than quarter one, but still solid. Nice pickup in business investment outside of housing. No signs of a recession for the U.S. economy. And then if you add onto the list the fact that uh, inflation has been declining steadily down to wherever it is right now, what, 3%? Well, you know, uh, this is what happens when capable, competent people yeah. are working in the bre- divisions of government that they have studied to work in all their lives. Yep. Gas prices skyrocketed. People made adjustments. We had experienced people in the you know in the government that like managed to figure out how to negotiate it, and they went back down again. Mm-hmm. That's right. Inflation started to skyrocket. A bunch of very smart people that Biden appointed to the Fed adjusted the interest rates and did the necessary things to bring it back down. This is what happens when actual, capable, responsible people who, with the expertise in their field, have the job in the field mm-hmm. in the government yeah. instead of Donald Trump appointing his golf caddy <laughs> or his number one donor to be ambassador to China. It's like, no, you need people who actually have done the job. Yeah, yeah. Like what? a lot of the people that Biden put in were people who had worked in these departments before and he promoted them to senior positions. It, you know, when they worked in the they worked in the Obama administration and were in the, you know, in the desert during the Trump years, and now he's put them in charge mm-hmm. of the places that they used to work, which is why they're able to successfully handle it. I mean, you want grown-ups in charge. That's the thing. Yeah, and, and right me, now, and that seems like a foregone conclusion, but the Republicans have completely abandoned that idea. Exactly right. So the grown-ups continue to defy expectations, 
we have an ongoing series of economic, infrastructure, and climate successes. That last one, I don't mean to make that number three on the list. It should be number one, but suffice to say, economic, infrastructure, climate successes are massive. I mean, we're talking about record-breaking numbers in every single one of those three categories. While the Republicans, meantime, are attacking Barbie, engaging in Hunter Biden revenge porn, and justifying slavery. Good job, Republicans. Keep going. You're doing great. And let's not forget Greg Gutfeld's contribution to this. Oh, my was, God. What do you think of that? Are we going to talk about that today? Well, we talked about it on Tuesday, but I'd love to get your reaction to it because Arbite mocked Fry. Is that it? Yeah. 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 Work sets you free. Well, the fucking shithead. I mean, it, it, the plan was not to keep certain Jews alive after the war. Yeah. The plan was ultimately to kill all of them, to annihilate Jewish people on the planet. You yeah. Fucking illiterate shithead. You know, I just, I, and it's like, yeah, you were maybe kept alive a little longer in a concentration camp, yeah. which is not a great place to be. It, there are no, there was no benefit to the Holocaust. There was no, uh, you know, it was almost like he's, you know, the book, Frankel's, you know, Mankind's Man's Search for Meaning is not a love letter to the Holocaust. It doesn't say, I'm so glad the Holocaust happened because I have had all these spiritual revelations yeah. and found meaning in my life. No, that is not the point. The Holocaust was a fucking evil act by evil men. Yeah. You can't, like, there's no two sides mm -hmm. about the Holocaust. It's like saying, you know, I know a lot of cancer patients who uh, who learned valuable skills like invasive surgery and the effects if of radiation therapy. they die. Yeah, exactly you know, right. That's just the thing. You don't want to have to go through cancer. You don't want to have to be a, an enslaved person or have to be interned in a, a concentration camp uh, in order to learn skills. This is just... Next level madness, because who's hearing that? Who is their audience for this ridiculous rationalization well, of these every things? every kid in Florida. Yeah, of course. Because that's what they're teaching. They're like, you know, the 400-year human trade is going to be now called the Great Internship. Yes, because there's an and upside. There's, <laughs> there's an upside to racism, anti-Semitism, and taking those things to their uh, worst extent, to taking those things to the level of holocausts and worse. This is DeSantis. I mean, he, they call him Trump without the personality. Mm -hmm. but he's also like, I mean, he just, he's so, he's got no perspective. He's completely like, it's like they say, he's extremely online. They're yeah. like waging this campaign in a universe that nobody but about tiny percentage, three, four percent of the population gives a shit about at all. Yeah, yeah. And it's not making them more popular. Oh, but you know, let's just take a moment. Can we get a big, like, I don't know, round of applause or a fanfare or something? Because Bob Seska, you predicted this like a year and a half ago. What's that? I remember when you said DeSantis is never going to play on the main stage. I thought it was going to happen at the primary debates, but it has happened so much faster than that. You were like, people are going <laughs> to see DeSantis as for the creepy little shitbag that he is, yeah. and it will not fly. And you were 100% absolutely A-plus, correct, nailed it, yeah. hit the nail on its flat little head. I'll take I a— just uh, wanted to 
I'll take a polite applause and uh, maybe some Craig Bierko saying my last name. Seska. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Make Asians run clean. Yeah, I, I love know. that, by the way, Craig but Bierko. Seska. Go ahead and bask in being right for a second, Bob. <laughs> okay, I will. Like, just, because I like when I predict something and everyone's, no one believes me and then it comes true, no one ever comes back and says, oh, you know, you were right. Yeah, Never. Yeah. So just for once, I would like to point to someone I know who was 100% right about something and called it and it has manifested in record time. Well, to be clear, I, I I have no savant-like powers for predicting these things. I've just been doing this long enough that I can kind of see patterns appearing on the horizon. And that was the situation with DeSantis. I saw enough of him to realize that as soon as he hit the national stage, everyone would go, why were we thinking this guy was going to beat Trump? Why were we thinking this guy was going to be a superstar? <laughs> Good God. So, uh, yeah. It's really tanking. Yeah. I mean, it really, it just, yeah. and though it makes me sad because I had hoped that there might be some kind of serious resistance to Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Uh, well, that's the other thing. It couldn't like, happen to a nicer little shithead. Yeah, I mean, I'm hesitant to celebrate because the alternative is, again, Donald Trump being the presumptive nominee or however you regard him at this point. I don't know if that's an upside or a downside. I think at this point I'm just – I continue to lead downside. I mean, that's – how else can we evaluate Everything the existence is a of downside. Donald Trump on the national stage? Yeah, exactly right. It's just, but different. it was a great week for John McCain. Yeah, it's just there's no wins or losses. It's just varying degrees of loss. <laughs> That's how I observe the Republican Party. Right. Um, let's go back real quick to Greg Gutfeld, though, because Fox staffers uh. are anonymously revolted. And I love anonymously. I guess they're trying to protect their jobs. They need their gigs. yeah, because that is a vindictive place. You know yeah. that. Irina Briganti from PR is reading every word of that Daily Beast piece and trying to forensically figure out whose speech patterns those are so she can fuck with them. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, it is a it's like, you know, when piranha gets separated from a moving body of water and they eat everything in whatever puddle they're trapped in, like there's a flood. Yeah. Eventually they start eating each other. You right. know, it's because that's all they do. That's, you know, they're not friends. Mm-hmm. They just eat. And it's that's what I feel like Fox News is, is a bunch of piranhas in a puddle. Yeah, yeah. When you abandon integrity, as I think many of them have, in order to work at, you know, Fox News Channel, then it's gone. It's not like, okay, well, suddenly I can have integrity about this one thing. Or, I you know, I can f- find my way toward the truth. You've already sold out those values. You can't yeah. just pick and choose and have them back. They're gone. Um, so in this case... But you know there's got to be people who are like tape editors, or vi- not tape, there's no more tape, but you know, video <laughs> editors, I know what you sound mean. techs, yeah. electricians, probably black, Puerto Rican, Asian, you know, people from all walks of life, because I've heard that it's, it's, a, it's a New York workplace. Yeah. And yet... At the very top of the command chain and of all the editorial decisions is white supremacy. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of these people need to step forward. Like, for example, this one Fox News producer said, obviously, it is a disgusting thing to say, talking about Greg Gutfeld, justifying the Holocaust. Same with Jesse's remarks on the matter. Jesse Waters, of course. And you know what? Jesse Waters is a soulless, empty suit, a smirking chimp who will say anything that appears on the prompter. 
Ron Burgundy style. Yeah. The producer also continued by saying, just generally speaking, I'm amazed that Fox has any ability to retain employees from multicultural backgrounds. Our workplace is shockingly diverse given the vitriol that often makes it to the air. And in fact, we've seen... Well, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, I've done several videos for TikTok and Instagram about the Fox News employee handbooks and their diversity reports and things like that, where they're, they proudly ballyhoo their successes, at least when it comes to their staffers behind the scenes. They said here, this uh, quote continues by saying, understand that they're likely here for the same reasons I am. These jobs are scarce, but I can't yeah. help but to feel awful for them because they undoubtedly see this nonsense and can't do anything to stop it. Another reporter merely told the Daily Beast, yikes, when asked to react to Gutfeld's remarks. Uh, at any other place, that would, like I said, that would be a career-ending moment for any other human being on the planet at any yes. other company in the world. Yes, it was like, oh my God, skills, hooray for the Holocaust. That's basically just, what Greg Gutfeld said on the air the other day. And he still, he, you know what? That motherfucker's got not one but two different shows on Fox News Channel. He's got the five. Just remember, Bob, nobody in the world wants to grow up and be Greg Gutfeld unless <laughs> there's something really wrong with them. He <laughs> is right. nobody's Luke Skywalker. Nobody is like sitting in the stands going, you go, Greg. <laughs> like he's got a birth defect in that he's just not funny. They think he's funny. He's got the most popular late night talk show on the air right now. And that's insane. I cannot describe to you I how infuriated that makes me. Numbers. There is no justice. <laughs> you, you're, you don't think those numbers are valid? I just I don't I don't see how anyone could watch it. I've tried to watch it. It's it's, it's it makes me pine for death. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it is whatever humor is, whatever spark, whatever divine thing it is that people can do that makes other people laugh, which is an involuntary expression of just pure delight, right? Yeah. yeah. Like they have the opposite. See, it's like where laughter goes to die is yeah. Greg Gutfeld's mind. And I, I, I've never thought he was funny. I've never even heard him say anything that I had to reluctantly smirk at and say, well, that was kind of funny. It's hack but comedy. Like, it's hack comedy. It's punching down is primarily what he does. And I've seen the show. Oh, God, help me several times. Just to see what's up. What's, what's going <laughs> yeah, on with... swallowing. Yeah, right, no, you puked like, in your mouth a little bit. I've seen this show <laughs> several times. <sighs> up in a window, man. <sighs> I just, I'm uh, sweating all over suddenly. And it's just like my mouth's full of spit. Like, I'm holding yeah. this back. <laughs> just trying desperately <laughs> to swallow it back down. Oh, my God. But it's true. It's And, and the, by the way, the show is called Gutfeld. With an exclamation mark. Seska. <laughs> the funniest thing about that show is its comedy font in the Gutfeld logo. And that just gives you an indication of how unfunny it is. If the logo itself, with its comedy, all bold letters with the exclamation mark, is the funniest thing about that show, it's all downhill from there. It's like, it's, I don't know what it's like. It's like the waiting room in hell. It's like, like if it's not even full on torment of pain and agony. It's just discomfort. Of yeah. Awkward. You know, it's awkward. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, the Bruno Kirby character from Good Morning Vietnam. That's Gutfeld. Like he honest mm. to God believes. And I guess, you know what? There are stupid people who have no taste in comedy who are like, yeah, it's hysterical. That guy. But it's it's not. It's just it's tack. 
And as I said, it's, well, it's, it's just, you know, a friend of mine was trying to get me to watch Richard Gervais or however you say his name. Recently. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's like gone completely reactionary. He like he would not le- he would not fucking drop the trans thing. Yeah, I mean it just kept, and I was like, dude, let it go. Why? Why is this a problem for you? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, really, I, I, it's one of the things I just don't get because it was just like when people were coming for the gays in the eighties. It's like, why is it a problem if I live my life? Leave yeah. me alone. Yeah, like what's going on in my bed is none of your business unless you're with me. Like, and you're not. So, like, and the whole question of what's in people's underwear is none of your business. Yeah, and there's two layers to how awful that is. And and the last straw for me and Kimberly was watching Sebastian Maniscalco's latest stand-up special on Netflix. And it wasn't just the trans bashing, which I thought was fucking horrendous. We stopped watching at that point. But then the second layer to this, and, and this is a distant second, then, I want to be clear. Let me finish with Ricky Gervais, though, because the second thing he went into was women aren't funny. Oh, which shit. I just. I, That's wrong. Uh, no, and I just say it fucking makes me want to just grab a fork and poke my eardrums out or something <laughs> because it's just like, this is the oldest fucking trope. And you would think by now with Maya Rudolph, with Kathy Griffin, Jen with, Kirkman, um, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, Stephanie these are Miller. F- really Carol fucking. <laughs> I could do yeah. this all day. I mean, Carol could- Burnett is like the founding mother of American comedy. Of and course. Like, and it's like, how are you, where are you even coming from with this, dude? Who do you think is funny? Jerry Seinfeld? Jan Hooks, Amy Schumer. Oh my God, we get Gilda Radner. Good Lord. You no, it's just- embarrassing. It's yeah. it, for someone to even raise the question. Mm-hmm. It's just like proof that they are, first yeah. of all, that they will not hear the examples and that they have an agenda. Right. Because right. it's so, the, the, it's so inherent. I mean, ever since Gracie Allen, mm-hmm. this has been clearly, a you know, and it's just, in fact, the only people I ever hear say it are not funny male comedians. That's the only people who ever say women aren't funny. And it's yeah. like, dude, are you just mad because someone got a higher bill you know, than it's, you? It's, see, these are guys who at some point someone laughed at their small dick. And so they're resentful about that. And so they take it out on women comics. That's all that happens. You know, the other, and this, the second part I wanted to say about Sebastian Maniscalco and everyone okay, else yeah, who's doing the stupid cat litter box in classrooms joke. The second thing, and it's a distant second, is that that's a hack joke that was taken from fucking Lauren Boebert's Twitter feed. There are professional stand-up comics at the top level of their profession who are stealing jokes, anti-woke, anti-trans jokes from Lauren Boebert and Jim Jordan. Okay, you know what? Uh, we're actually sh- uh, we're actually late for a break, so let's take oh, a. We've we've talked off the topic so yeah. long that we ran out of our first segment. That's oh, right, sorry, folks. So Enjoy. yeah, we are uh, late for a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about something I've been talking about for some time now, which is the idea of ballot initiatives. And there's some amazingly good news coming out of the state of Ohio. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. Plus, Rudy Giuliani conceded that he lied about uh, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. We'll talk about that. Oh, yeah, and we absolutely have to get to whatever the hell it was that happened to Mitch McConnell yesterday. Something weird happened with Mitch McConnell. I mean, we saw that video, David, but uh, everyone was talking uh, you know, about it. I haven't seen the video. I've, I've heard people talking about it, but, you know, yeah. well, we'll talk about it after the yeah, break. Yeah, we'll get into it. Tune in, in after the break to see what shitty, mean, sarcastic, hilarious thing I have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, uh, oh my God, there's a new study out from the University of <laughs> Chicago indicating just how far uh, the Republican cheese has slipped off of the Republican cracker. Uh, with regards to things like Pizzagate and uh, 
and Satan worshiping pedophiles and things like that. So we'll talk about that too. Plus uh, a whole lot more still to come. All right. So here's the thing about the Patreon page. For some reason, when I went away on vacation for two weeks, we lost a bunch of Patreon subscribers. There was a little teeny tiny bit of recovery. We got some more back shortly after we returned from break. But now we're, we're still slipping backwards for some reason. So we need you to sign up right now if you can. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. As little as $1 a month. That'll at least get you into the comments sections under each episode. You can get uh, the Patreon app onto your smartphone. Plus you can get notifications from that app, letting you know when the free show is available for you to listen to. Uh, but if you subscribe at $5 a month, you get the Shadow Docket shows, which we record after the uh, end credits roll on every Tuesday and Thursday podcast. That's an additional like 20 minutes of conversation. And sometimes it gets saucy <laughs> during the <laughs> Shadow oh, Docket. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, a whole lot of fun, too. So you want to get the bonus materials to get the whole scope of the show. But, you know, sometimes... We forget to do some of the news stories where we have planned for the free show or we run out of time. So we knock everything over into the shadow docket. So to get the full scope of what's happening in politics and our opinions about those things, you know, got to make sure to sign up on our Patreon page for at least five dollars a month. If you go up to ten dollars a month. You get the after party. That's me and Kimberly Johnson talking Friday afternoons. People are comparing that to eavesdropping in on a uh, like a cocktail party with your best friends. I like that description. And so yeah. that's, uh, that's what we kind of do on uh, Friday afternoons, me and Kimberly. And that's available for our $10 subscribers uh, on our Patreon page. Plus, those $10 subscribers also get the two Shadow Docket shows every Tuesday and Thursday. So that's extra bonus material. Again, bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you in advance. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska. Banging our heads here. This is uh, the great Metal Birds, one of our favorites here on the show. And our latest single is called Stop Motion. Giving this another spin here on the show. 
Make sure to go to bobseska.com. Find this episode to date at 72723. Click on that link, scroll on down, and you'll find uh, links to uh, usually Apple Music, where you can download all this stuff and uh, have it in your record collection. Go do that now. By now, if you've been downloading all of our independent recording artists, you've got like a giant record collection by now. Strongly Did recommend you see that doing Spotify's that. Spotify's revenues are down by like twelve million dollars or some amount by yeah, year. right. And of course, uh, they're they... passing the uh, passing the disaster on to their subscribers, where you have to pay additional. Uh, what is it an additional subscription fee? Is that how they do it on Spotify? You have I to don't subscribe. Know. Ever since their CEO said that if musicians wanted to make more money, we should make more music. <laughs> oh God, Spotify- really? Yeah, and he's like a trust fund kid from Finland or wherever who started yeah. a startup and, you know, profits off everybody else's work. Just like everybody who's getting $100 million a year in Hollywood never yeah. actually does anything creative or makes anything or films anything. They just make phone calls and have meetings, I guess. Well, that's where like, streaming services are going to go. You can expect that when the strikes are resolved, the consequences are that I think subscribers will end up paying more. That's the only way they'll agree. <sighs> That's the only way they'll agree to terms because, of course, guys like Bob Iger... it's already, like, as high as my old cable bill now. Yeah, of course. It's, I mean, ugh, god yeah. damn it. Yeah, I know, I know. But guys like Bob Iger will never give up their golden parachutes. Uh, I mean, I would be shocked if that ended up being one of the consequences of these strikes. If What's, then, the, you know, people will just make independent companies. If the guy, you know, if the major big boys, if the guys in the suits, the cis head mm-hmm. white guys that make a hundred million dollars or like make sixty five thousand dollars a day, yeah, like or you know, if they don't ever, if they won't come to the table, it's not like they can make shit. Mm-hmm. They can't make anything. So people will just create outside that in some ways. We'll find cheap ways to do it, you know? like be, So it may, I just I don't think that they ha- are playing with a win- the winning hand that they think they are. Okay, so you know what? Before we move on, we got to do this for a second because I'll check and see oh, if we've something got happen? indictment news. I don't know if there's been an indictment handed down. I don't think there has been, but Donald Trump has weighed in on uh, Troth Central. Troth, Truth Central. He said, my attorneys had a productive meeting with the DOJ this morning. Productive? Explaining in detail that I did nothing wrong, was advised by my lawyers, and that an indictment of me would only further destroy our country. No indication of notice has, uh, no indication of notice was given during the meeting, do not trust the fake news on anything. Well, Donald Trump was the one who announced it the other day on Troth Central. He said that, oh, there's going to be an indictment any day now. And that's all the news is reporting. His fucking, he will contradict himself in of one course. paragraph. It's the thing. Because- of course. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that carried a lot of weight. His attorneys told the DOJ. He makes it sound like that they agreed, though. He makes it sound like the Department of Justice agreed that there was nothing to, you know? Like, yeah. Read it again. Of course, of course. My attorneys had a productive meeting with the DOJ this morning, explaining in detail that I did nothing wrong. That makes it seem, yeah, you're exactly right. That makes it seem like the DOJ explained in detail that he did nothing wrong. Uh, but it was actually his attorneys telling the DOJ that. And I'm sure that carried a lot of weight with Jack Smith. Jack Smith must have been like, oh, well, in that case, never mind. No. Yeah, I'm, you know, no. you, we never thought about it that way. You're totally right. 
Yeah. Oh, my fun facts about Jack Smith. Are we ready? Oh, yes. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. You got the bell? Yeah, I got it. Ready to go. <laughs> Jack Smith once quelled a prison riot at The Hague. You know, war criminals, rape commandos, people just simply by reading Cormac McCarthy aloud from his desk. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Hague has no general PA system, and yet his voice was never above a speak normal speaking tone, meaning that he was able to project it to every corner of the prison without actually raising his voice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, his eyes are neither brown nor hazel, but in fact are the color the black diamond color of deep space. In fact, junior employees are now are forbidden not forbidden to look straight at him, but urged not to let a count of six elapse before breaking eye contact. The last attorney who tried this was escorted from the room, hair turned white as snow, wild-eyed and screaming, my God, my God, it's full of stars. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. He does not use an umbrella because he can just glare at the rain and it suddenly remembers that it has a depressing appointment elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, and finally, he hates the fucking Eagles, man. He once dangled his supervisor off a 10th floor balcony for whistling Desperado in the hall, even though the man insisted he was whistling the Linda Ronstadt version. <laughs> Is that it? Yes. Thank okay, you. nicely done. All right. All true, all vigorously fact-checked and researched. Yes. Plus, Jack Smith doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. That's what... Yes. <laughs> His tears can cure cancer, but he never cries. <laughs> well, here's what I've been talking about for some time now with regard to getting around red state legislatures. All these red states with their abortion bans, what do you do about that? Because, obviously, you get a lot of... Uh, state legislature districts that are heavily gerrymandered. These are obviously red states where you've got a majority of Republicans there anyway. And yes, I, I completely acknowledge there are blue areas, sort of like uh, like East oh Berlin, mm. you know. What? Moms for Liberty. I forgot to update you. I never told you about oh, my, what happened. Oh, Remember the, yes. when I was headed out of here last time I was loaded for bear and going to high, you know, rumble with Moms for Liberty. Okay, yes. We've got to hear about that as soon as we talk about ballot initiatives. Okay. Right? Sorry, sorry. We'll, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the Moms <laughs> for Liberty here because I definitely want to hear if you got in any trouble, especially. Okay, Keep so. Keep listening, folks, and we'll tell you. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's official. There is going to be a proposed constitutional amendment guaranteeing access to abortion on Ohio's November ballot. So Good. the ballot initiative thing is actually working. Remember I was talking about this last year after Iowa. the Dobbs didn't, decision? Didn't that where, or Kansas was. Where was it? Kansas? The, the people that Kansas, they expected yeah. to turn out and vote against abortion? Mm -hmm. Republican women right. turned out and voted for abortion. Right. We're talking about minority rule in a lot of cases. And there are ways for people to rise up and get these ballot initiatives. That doesn't guarantee that the ballot initiatives are going to pass or these constitutional amendments will pass. And then these are state constitutional amendments, to be clear. But the fact is that at least gives it a chance. These are ways that not only will reverse course on these abortion bans, but it will also drive turnout among Democrats, which will benefit Democratic lawmakers. So there's a couple then of we different... we can turn around and say to them, states' rights, y'all. States' <laughs> yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah. Small government. <laughs> Again, this is something that we should all be pursuing as Democrats, almost like airlifts into East Berlin. 
helping the people, the people, the real people, the normals in all of these states. I mean, we've got, uh, let's see, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida, Idaho, Illinois, I've been Maine. everywhere, man. I'm, oh, sorry. I thought that's what we were doing. Maryland, um, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Dakota, Utah, Washington, Wyoming, and D.C. all have ballot initiatives as a possibility. Or referendums, I should say, just to be entirely clear. And some of those things have to do with constitutional amendments, as we're seeing in Ohio. How about we just have a link underneath the podcast? Yeah, you can go to Ballotpedia. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, this is a quick list of all the states where you can do constitutional amendments through a ballot initiative. Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida. Florida, I underscore that one. Illinois, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, uh, Nevada, North Dakota, Ohio, of course, as we were just saying, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Dakota, and that's it. You can do constitutional amendments in all those states through ballot initiatives, completely circumventing the state government. So let's keep doing that, more like that, until we have enough control over the courts that we can start to reverse this crap, right? I think that's right. a valid thing to do. So Damn okay. It. Moms for Liberty. Did you you wore your combat boots? Were you in any fisticuffs? That's my first question. They didn't even show. Or if they did, they didn't they even didn't? speak up. No, there were like three let's see about 200, 250 people there, and they were all queer. <laughs> and they were like or they were queer or they were allies. Yeah. And um, you know, they had public speaker after public speaker talking about uh being pro-library and pro-con, you know, constitutional rights, and you know, mm-hmm. and finally the li- it was a meeting of the library's board of directors, which happens every month. And he was like, um, he's like, just between speakers, does anyone here want to speak up for Moms for Liberty? Is anyone here, <laughs> you know, here in support of them? And no one raised their Crickets hand. Crickets chirping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's developments of the one, like the lady that runs the one in Oconee County, which is where my brother lives, which is the next county over. She got fired from her job about all the shit she said at their library meeting uh, when they successfully got one book moved from the YA section to the adult section. But in the process, the woman cost herself a means of making a living because she said such hateful and bigoted and homophobic things and kept mentioning that she worked at this one realtor. And the realtor was like, no, you're not going to do that to our brand. Yeah. You're not going to have people thinking that, like, they can't buy a house from us if they're a same-sex couple. That's just, uh, you know, forget it. You're fired. You know why I think they didn't show up? I think they knew you were going to be there. And they're like, I don't want a piece of T-Rex, man. <laughs> I tell you, I went over and hugged this one friend of mine, and I whispered in ear, I have a knife in my purse. <laughs> I mean, in my bag. Did you refer to it as a purse? I didn't say purse. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I was saying, I said, I have a knife in my bag. And she, yeah. God bless her, said, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Athens was ready to fucking rumble, man. We're like, no, 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 no. You're not coming to our library with that bullshit. It's fascinating because there's this uh, study that was out. There was a, a piece in The Guardian, I believe, about this University of Chicago study showing that more people now, and including some people on the left, uh, David T. Rex Ferguson, uh, support the idea of using violence to achieve certain things. Now, now, okay, this is, a, I am joking. Okay, why, well, yes, I realize that. But I mean. Because violence just makes more violence. Of and course. that ain't good. Yeah. But yeah. go ahead, I'm sorry. As well, you were, proceed. The, the thing is that the uh, liberals who support violence as part of the process 
uh, even though they are horrendously wrong about that, the use of violence, at least the things they want to use violence for are valid, real things. Whereas Republicans, it's all imaginary bullshit things. What's that? Can you compare and contrast? Okay, so yeah, let me see if I can bring up the article here. I wrote an article for the banter about this. Uh, so here, okay, so here are some of the things that liberals support violence in pursuit of protecting the voting rights of black Americans and other minorities. I think that's a valid cause. The use of violence is wrong to pursue those things, but the cause is good. The cause is real. If there is a violent effort to suppress it. Yeah. The black vote. Well, that's retaliatory. That's not triggering the violence. That's merely retaliating if you're attacked. Which is I'm a different questioning thing, how clear that distinction is in the mind of the person being asked the question, though, because I don't mm. think we should be launching preemptive missile strikes on white supremacist headquarters, even though yeah. I'd like to see it. Yeah, it's not the way to go. But well, go here's on. another 18.6 percent of Americans support uh, the use of well, that justifies the use of force. Uh, 17.3% say they would justify the use of force to ensure members of Congress and other government officials do the right thing. That's what we use votes for. I just want to be clear about that. kind of sketchy to me, but... Yeah. 12.3% support the use of force to restore the federal right to abortion. And then we get into, okay, well, yeah, 11.6% support the use of force to prevent Donald Trump from becoming president. And then you get into the Republican side of things, the Republican point of view, 9.3% support uh, the use of violence to prevent teaching of critical race theory in schools. See, that's the bullshit. That's the fiction that they're using. (laughs) Well, good, because no one's doing it, so at least they're not going to shoot any teachers. Right. 8.5% support the use of violence to preserve the rights of white people. Uh, 7% support the use of violence to prevent prosecution of Donald Trump. So that's that. Meantime, this University of Chicago study says the number of Americans who believe the use of force is justified to restore Trump to the White House increased by roughly 6 million in the last few months to an estimated 18 million people. Of those 18 million people, 68% believe that the 2020 election was stolen from Trump, or as he says, Hmm. Stalin, S-T-O-L-L-E-N. And he said that That's a, a Christmas lot. bread from Germany. Yeah. But, but he keeps saying it. He Stalin. Keeps, he keeps trothing. Stalin. Stalin. Yeah. Anything about history, I would think he might be trying to, like, uh, evoke <laughs> Russia's, you know, Joseph Stalin. But yeah, what does it mean he... when he says, he, he, you know how he pronounces the word film? F-I-L-M? You know what he says? Mm-mm. Film. I'm not making that up. He honest to God That's believes. That's super old school. I, I, film? I've heard people with that old movie star accent say, it's a black and white film from, you know. Really? It's, it's <laughs> I had old, no idea. old school from like the early oh talkies. Okay. I've heard people say that. All right. Well, it's uh, wrong. It's, it's kind of an upper class affectation, I think. But yeah. yeah. Well, it's one syllable, four letters. There's no additional vowel in there to justify the um at the end. Uh, 62% believe the prosecutions of Trump are intended to hurt his chances in 2024. Meanwhile, according to a C-Post NORC poll, 12% of adults believe the government is run by Satan-worshipping pedophiles. Now, you might think that's relative. 12%? Yeah, but let's look at it this way. That's, that's insane. One out of every 10 adults believes in the QAnon Pizzagate hooey. 
So you line up 10 chronological grown-ups in one room, line up 10 of them. One of them thinks that Adam Schiff and Hillary Clinton are drinking adrenochrome harvested from children held captive in the non-existent basement of a D.C. pizza restaurant. That's how fucked up things are in America right now. One in ten adults. When I hear that people are that fucking gullible, I'm like, we need to use this. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like there has got to be some way that we can reverse this or like mobilize it to our own good. Like, how do we get in there and convince them to turn on their masters? They're apparently will fucking believe if they think JFK Jr. is alive. And that Hillary Clinton sliced a little girl's face off and had a lesbian satanic orgy of blood with, yeah. what's her, um, what was her name, the assistant that was married to Wiener? Huma Abedin. Right. Because they, uh, they believe that, you know, that they, like, uh, I think they were, like, having lesbian sex, wearing a little girl's face, which they had freshly skinned off the child as a man. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mean, that's no, really, look it up. They call wow. it, it's called Frizzle Fry. That is the name of the conspiracy. Um, wow. Holy and I'm shit. I'm really not shitting you because I was like, how sick are they? They are really fucking sick. I just, I think about profiting from them because if you can convince them that there's uh, Satan worshipers in the American government drinking adrenochrome from children that are held captive in a basement that doesn't exist, then you know what you can do? You can sell them robot insurance. It's so hard nowadays. With all the gangs and rap music. What about robots? Oh, they're everywhere. Everywhere. I don't even know why the scientists make them. Old Glory covers anyone over the age of 50 against robot attack, regardless of current health. I'm Sam Waterston of the popular (laughs) TV series Law & Order. As a senior citizen, you're probably aware of the threat robots pose. (laughs) Robots are everywhere, and they eat old people's medicine for fuel. Yep. Well, now there's a company that offers coverage against the unfortunate event of a robot attack. Old Glory Insurance. You need to feel safe. And that's harder and harder to do nowadays because robots may strike at any time. (laughs) And when they grab you with those metal claws, you can't break free because they're made of metal. And robots Robots are strong. Robots are strong. (laughs) Now, for only $4 a month, you can achieve peace of mind in a world full of crime and robots with old glory insurance for when the metal ones decide to come for you. And they will. And they will. (laughs) I'm telling you, you go door to door, you get a fleet of salespeople selling robot insurance in the red states. I bet we could sell AI insurance. Yeah. Because I just, as I was listening to that and thinking about it, it just sounds like so much of what we're hearing about AI right now. (laughs) Deep fake insurance. (laughs) For when you or a loved one are ever impersonated in a video by an AI version of yourself. (laughs) See, that's perfect. You know what that is? That's robot insurance for 2023. Uh, I think we're on to something here. I think that should be the name of our episode today. AI insurance? AI insurance. (laughs) Old glory AI insurance. I'm on board. Let's do it. Let's do it. Register the domain name. We'll get on that. <laughs> Start circulating things uh, over on Reddit. <laughs> Comments on YouTube. What are they called? Uh, QTubers? The QAnon people who have YouTube channels? QTubers? Yeah. We know could where the target audience be, is. Could yeah. your child be replaced by an artificial intelligence? Could their mind be taken away from an iP- through an iPad? You know, <laughs> like... Man, if we, oh, but what if it actually like gets out of hand and. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, that's kind of going on. Joy Reid talked about a story uh, recently where 
people using deep fake audio extorted money from these parents who believed that their child, because of the deep fake audio, had been kidnapped. And it was just oh, a deep that's fake. That's actually an old roost. You know, they just, they just updated now they've got it. new technology to make it a little more, a little added yeah. verisimilitude. There's a nickel word. <laughs> um, I can't spell it, but I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think uh, we need to start working on that. I think we put that together and make a bundle of money. <laughs> because you know the Republican Party is doing that. That's the Republican business model. That's the Donald Trump business model. Divorce the suckers from their checking accounts and their savings accounts. That's how that operates. That's the entire centerpiece of that business model. Okay, we got to talk about Mitch McConnell here. I can't believe we've gone this far without talking about Mitch McConnell, so we're going to do that after a short break. Back with more show right after this. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Up songs. Oh, I'm, totally, I'm downloading this right after the show. This is right in my I can blast it out singing range. Oh, yeah. Matt Springfield, a song called Things I've Said. This is uh, the Gel Hosnut mix. I assume that's how you pronounce the uh, remixer's name Gel Hosnut. Yeah, but I don't care because the song is fucking great. Holy shit. Yeah. That's one of those. That uh, name for me. I can probably yeah. tell you how to pronounce it. Okay, go go to Matt. Search for Matt Springfield, and the song is called "Things I've Said." And of course, so it's the, spell the DJ's name, and I will write it down. Oh, okay, J E L L E, and then the last name is H A A S N O O T. H again. Say it again. The last name is H A A S Hoss. And then 
N-O-O-T. Hasnut. That's what it sounds like. Or Actually, like. It's, it'll be like Hasnut. Hasnut? If it's Dutch, it's going to be Yelda. His note, probably, because okay. when you see the sub- subsequent vowels in, like, Scandinavian or Dutch, it's got to be Dutch. Yeah. Because that's where you see the, and it makes it a long O. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to learn to pronounce a lot of shit when I worked at the radio station, like the, you know. And that was a performance by the Leipzig Gewandhaus Orchestra. <laughs> and Gewandhaus, you know, is spelled, like, G-E-W-E. I mean, it's just crazy. Or, like, the, God, what's that big, the Amsterdam... Concert Gabau. Well, you know orchestra. what? You, right before we took a, our, our vacation, you accurately pronounced white peopleologist and was able to yes. decipher that. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that's fucking awesome. I love that. I never would have gotten that just by looking at the spelling. And I, I think I butchered it on the show. And then you're like, no, no, here's what it is. I was, well, I was like, what was that word again? <laughs> so, what the fuck happened to Mitch McConnell yesterday? Because to me, it looked like a stroke. So he was doing a press avail thing in the Capitol. I mean, it was inside, so it was climate controlled, and stared into space for 20 seconds. His processor just like the little bowling ball came up and started spinning, or the, whatever you call it, in front of his face. I just, you know, this is probably why everybody in the Senate shouldn't serve until they're so fucking old they can be carbon dated. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder how many Kentucky Republicans voted for 81 year old Mitch McConnell while also complaining about Joe Biden's age. Well, he's you know taken I mean? like multiple tumbles. Like he's yeah. hit his head. He hit his head like when didn't he hit his head at the hotel? Yeah, he fell like, at the airport a couple months ago. Yeah, but then he did it again like a week ago. I just you know what's the shame in retiring? I don't understand. I mean, Diane Feinstein. It's like you do not need to sit in that chair until you fucking die, folks. Yeah, like yeah. you've had an estimable career. You're not 13th century nobility. It's not an inherited title. Yeah, that you hang on to until your ashes, literally. Mm-hmm. Like just like. Go sit in Palm Beach and, you know, chill out in the sun, relax, enjoy your dotage. Like, uh, you know, take Elaine Chow somewhere nice before you fucking drop over dead, old man. Yeah. Because it's just, I fucking hate him. And it's just because power. He's so power. addicted to power that he's sitting on it like a fucking tick. Power. Just like pay- bloated. Yeah. Yeah. Power, paycheck, prestige. I think that's why they stay there for so long. I mean, it certainly explains Chuck Grassley because he's another one. How old is, oh, how old is Chuck Grassley? God, he's just proof that women at some point copulated with mules. Oh, oh my God, um, Chuck Grassley is 89 years old. 89 yeah. years old. And these motherfuckers are on Fox News all day long going, oh my God, Joe Biden's way too old. Give me a goddamn break. Chuck Grassley is, is soon to be 90. Good God. That okay. motherfucker to me is just, ugh. He's yeah. like the only senator in captivity that can eat peanuts through a fence. You know? <laughs> so I think uh, my, my initial theory was that it was a stroke. It looked like a stroke to me. It looked like some form of stroke, whether it's a TIA or something more severe. But he came back. I mean, he was at least able to respond. Has someone spliced it to Billy Squire yet? Stroke in his stroke man. I don't know, stroke. but... We do have the tape of Mitch McConnell's remarks after he recovered and uh, spoke to reporters again. There he is. There was a crock in the rotunda. There he goes. Ah. Yeah. There he is. Okay, Mitch McConnell yesterday in Congress. 
<laughs> and then he tried to cuddle with the podium. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was, you know what? I, I, I am, I'm not a Mitch McConnell defender. You know me. I think Mitch McConnell is a loathsome human being, a villain of our time. But for some reason, when I saw him blank out like that, and it's most likely because I'm dealing with my dad and the effects of a stroke that he had back in April, my empathy mm. uh, uh, sort of surfaced as I watched that video. And I, I felt bad for him. Obviously, again, this does not comment on how awful he is politically, ideologically, the awful things that he has done, the ways he has screwed this country a thousand different ways, to be clear. I tell you what, when I do something like that in public because of his uh, cerebral event or whatever, mm -hmm. and I have made life measurably worse for millions of people, black and brown, LGBTQ women, you can make fun of me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like I would have deserved it. I just, you know, like he's a truly despicable man mm -hmm. who played games with the Supreme Court. And I'm, yeah, yeah I... No. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if like blood had come squirting out of his nose and ears and he just started flopping like a catfish on a dock, it would not have bothered me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we all uh, show empathy in our own ways, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, speaking of someone who is, as we speak, decomposing, walking around and decomposing at the same time. Is, we saw his hair decomposing in real time that one time. Uh, but he we heard can, him off gassing in court. <laughs> that, that is absolutely true. Just, and so he conceded the other day that he made false and defamatory statements. He lied that two Georgia election workers had mishandled ballots while counting votes in Atlanta during the 2020 election. Although Giuliani is no longer contesting the accusations by Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, he argued that his false claims were, quote, constitutionally protected speech and didn't damage the women. He's what? fucking awful. In 2021, Freeman and Moss sued Giuliani, <sighs> accusing him of defaming them when he falsely claimed they had engaged in fraud while counting ballots at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. The lawsuit also accused Giuliani of promoting a selectively edited video that purportedly showed the two women manipulating ballots, which made them the targets of conspiracy theory spread by Trump and his allies. All right, th this was next level. All this level shit they keep trying to fall back on. The First Amendment, the lawyer, attorney-client privilege. None of that is legal when it's concealing a crime. Yes, no when, shit. I mean, when they're going around suing you, people themselves for defamation, they can't say, oh, well, I've got freedom of speech when I defame people. Right, you exactly. Know? And none but, of I mean, this... The fact that he admitted that it's a lie is important. Yeah. Just in that... But, I mean, did you actually, like, hear the remarks and just how disgustingly racist they were about, like, handing around thumb drives as if they were vials of cocaine and heroin? Yeah. And I'm just, you fucking racist old prick. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Jesus Christ. You might as well have said, like, I, like they were watermelon and fried chicken. I mean, just, like, he's such a piece of shit. He's so fucking racist. Rudy yeah. Giuliani is so racist. How racist is he? He's so racist the only spices in his kitchen cabinet are salt, pepper, and sweet and low. <laughs> he's, he's so racist. How racist is he? He called the cops on his own shadow because it's black. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have more? Please say you have no, more. No, that's oh. all I had. 
Boo. Time to come up with on a moment's notice. Okay, but, that's good enough. Uh, yeah, as soon as we finish taping the show and they hand the indictment down, I'll yeah. think of 12 more. I'll you know, think of 13 asleep. of them when I'm laying in bed falling asleep tonight because that's right. usually my luck. Um, yeah, but you know what? This is one of those instances where the lie circulates the globe a thousand times before the truth gets its pants on. It's the, part of the Fox News business model. Say the bullshit thing. And then when no one's paying attention, correct the record somewhere down the road when no one cares. That's exactly what these people do mm. time and time again. There are people who are on the contrarian left who use the same kind of thing, but it's most dominantly happening among Republicans. So, yeah, Rudy Giuliani's admitting to lying now, but in the meantime... There have been years that have gone by in which There's women's Ruby Freeman lives and have been terrorized. Yes, yeah. exactly. They have been literally terrorized. I cannot imagine what their uh, mailboxes look like, what their email looks like, what their phone messages look like. You know, th these are. Uh, I saw some amazing editing, though, yeah. last night on MSNBC where. Giuliani was talking about them handing around thumb drives as if they were vials of crack or whatever. <sighs> and then they asked, you know, uh, you know, Ruby Freeman, they ask, what's not the, name, the daughter? Shea Moss. Shea Moss. They ask her on the, in front of the Congress, like, what did your mother hand you? And she says, a ginger mint. <laughs> God damn it. It's a piece of candy. Yeah. No, ben thought she said, a ginger man. <laughs> And he was very confused for a minute. Like he they like, handed him uh, Brian Cranston. Me, yeah. <laughs> or David uh, Ferguson, that's right. He's like, baby, were you there? I was like, no, a ginger mint. It's a piece of candy. Scott Farkas was, from uh, Christmas Story. I'm trying to think right. of ginger, ginger men. <laughs> Ron Weasley. Um, <laughs> Ron Howard. Eric Stoltz. See, now you win. Okay, never mind. You win. You win the ginger <laughs> like man I contest. I can't, <laughs> I can't top Eric Stoltz. He is the gingeriest man Willem of ginger men. Willem Dafoe? No, Willem Dafoe's not a ginger man. Is he? Yeah, he's kind of what, he's one of the, what I call a bronze ginger. Okay. They have like brown eyes instead of blue or green, and then they have that kind of brownish undertones. Mm. So it's more of an auburn color, but yeah. They All right, let's, let's, you know what? I'm going to go to the judges. Judges, Willem Dafoe, ginger man. Okay, so they're, they're saying no. So, no. You, you see, you were doing Fine. so well, and then you had to go to Willem Dafoe and screw it up. Nicely I, done, I, I'm going to hang on to this, though. <laughs> okay. I think that I'm right. All right, well, there's going to be a massive debate in the comments on our Patreon page about this. Willem Dafoe, ginger man or not ginger man? Yeah, he's totally got the pink lips. I mean, that's how you can really tell, like, gingers is the, the, their lips are, our lips are pink. I don't see it, but I'll take your, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Look, get, Google uh, William, Willem Dafoe, Sippy Burning. All right, you know what? There's it a looks like he's in costume as me. There's a Wikipedia page of all the redheads, believe it or not. Someone actually took the time to list redheads and make a Wikipedia page of it. And I don't see Willem Dafoe under the Ds. Are they Jesus? Do they know all the redheads in the world? I mean, I, who's the, I need Jesus? to see, show your work, show your work. I want to see the, you know, what's the criteria? What it helps you determine who's a ginger and who's not a ginger? I don't know. This you just didn't notice. Maybe Defoe is a stealth ginger. Oh, David Caruso. Boom. Carrot Phil, top. Is Philip I mean, Seymour Hoffman on there? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, but the. See? Yeah, also no. a ginger. L. Ron Hubbard, ginger. Winston Churchill is a ginger, according to this list. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, we, look at him. Willem Dafoe's mustache is totally ginger. I'm sending you this picture. 
Yeah. Vincent Van Gogh, definitely a ginger, by the way. Oh, yeah. Knew that. It says Malcolm X is a ginger. Malcolm X is what black people call a red bones okay. person. Okay. Ewan McGregor, Conan O'Brien, ginger no man. No question. Yeah. And by the way, the, the category is ginger men, not ginger women. So just to be clear about why we're only naming men. Thomas Jefferson, ginger man. Um, we fooled around long enough. We have a quote of the week before we wrap up the show. Sure. Uh, the quote of the week comes to us from a strange source. Mark Levin. Talking adnoid Mark Ugh. Levin. The most annoying voice in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. And I'm... I'm I never understood, like, what drove that guy in a radio. Yeah. Ben Shapiro is only the second most annoying voice in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. Mark <laughs> Levin definitely gets the most annoying voice. And he said this on Hannity the other day. He said, President Trump is 76 years old, which is actually false. Dr Trump is 77. But nevertheless, Mark Levin said, President Trump is 76 years old. If the Department of Justice gets its way, he will die in prison. Huzzah! I say huzzah yep. to that news. Yep, it Thank won't you. happen because he's a rich white man. But I mean, I would like to think someday it could. I don't. It won't happen. But <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, you know, I, we, did we did you guys talk on Tuesday about Ben Shapiro's complete freakout about the Barbie movie? Oh yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you would think that this would be his moment to shine. It's you know all about twelve inch tall people with no genitals. <laughs> Come on, Ben. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote on Twitter uh, last week. I said, yeah, he's just jealous because Ken is better endowed. So they were all on that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just it. We're here solving infrastructure problems and improving the economy, creating jobs, mitigating the climate crisis. And Republicans are playing grab ass, going after Barbie and Bud Light. You know, the big issues that affect everyday Americans. But this is the problem, Bob. This is what's in front of people. Yeah, that's This is true. what they can get a rise out of people about. Yeah. Because it's like that moment in the old Palmolive commercial where Madge is like, you're soaking in it right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, the, they're, like they're, they're getting money from turning around and being like, oh my God, the liberals are already in your house. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, scaring the shit out of people. Telling everyone that liberals are Satan worshiping, uh, adrenochrome drinking Gun demons, seizing. yeah, exactly, who are abusing children by holding them captive in a basement that doesn't exist beneath Comet Ping Pong in Washington, D.C. I've been there, no basement. I've been there too, and I didn't even realize that's where I was because nobody mentioned the name of the place until we were leaving, and I looked over my shoulder and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, there it is. We're talking about UFOs on the Shadow Docket. We'll see you over there, folks. Patreon.com slash Bob Suska Show. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Have a good weekend.